straight in. And we're live. Adam, welcome to the show. Thanks, mate. It's good to be back. Consistency. Three weeks in a row. And just want to say thanks, guys. Cheers, H. We've Cheers. got, we've got a beer on the go. Thanks for all the messages. People are enjoying... Last week's was an absolute ramble, but it's amazing. How no, 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 like, no, 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 no. It was controlled chaos. Mm-mm. Controlled chaos. No. I, this is what the people want. Careful how much you bang on that. Don't I know. Just faffed about with the audio. Because if you're watching on YouTube, you're, you're just looking at the thumbnail of the yeah. artwork. Because we're actually together in person we right are. now. Having a beer. Don't get, don't get used to this. Don't get used don't to get it. Used to this. H, at the end of the last episode, it was sort of like, where is this show going to go? And I kind of sh- <laughs> just to say. Sorry, was that what you were asking or what the audience? It was, was an asking? internal thought. <laughs> I thought I'd just share it with everyone. No, we were sort of trying to work out what's the what the, the topic, hell are we going to talk about the topics that we're going to bring to the show. And I shared that moving forward because we're not hanging about together as much as we used to. Like we're seeing each other probably once a week at the moment in person. Mm. I'm probably going to get less. This is like my way to hang out with my mate. And also, my mate also happens to be on a pretty cool journey within expert trades. I'm on a different chapter. So we're going to experience new challenges, some new cool stuff to talk about. And that's what I want to bring to the show. And I saw you throw some stuff into our docket. Yeah, I had a, I had a question that I really needed an answer on. But you're like, set for the show. I was like... <laughs> Cool, well, this doesn't help me right now because I need an answer. Um, and I might still save it for the show. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, great. Uh, before, yeah. before we get into the question, mm-hmm. do we want to just get people up to speed? Because I know we touched on it a little bit in the first episode, but that was mainly around sort of the last couple of years. And I'd say the journey of expert trades post-COVID and then I guess me starting the new chapter. Do you want to just share what you're doing at Expert Trades and more importantly, how your role has changed over the last, let's call it six to eight weeks. Sure. Um, If you want me to tee you up with a more specific question, let me know. uh, I mean, yeah, tee me up with a better question. I mean, because you've jumped ship. Uh, and now I'm steering the Titanic in a new direction. <laughs> no, it's uh, no. So basically, you've you've moved up to. I mean, you've moved moved up to chairman of Expert Trade still. So you've not left left completely, but like as an active role, you are. No, I was going to say you were no longer like in the business in that sense, but you 100 percent are because we still catch up monthly. Uh, yeah, monthly. Yeah, and and do stuff. So it's not even that's not quite. Accurate. No, I'll probably share just if I just quickly share what that means from my side. I'm kind of been on this path of learning how to become a coach, which has been mm-hmm. fun for me. And the reason I took that diploma in coaching was because I was trying to just become a better leader within the company. And then this change to chairman allows me to kind of step away from the day-to-day running of the business, but help strategically, Yeah. which to be honest, probably is where I should have been a few years back, but I, I was unable to build a management team underneath me because I would just didn't have the skill set to delegate it and I kind of got involved in everything. And now I'm in a position, even just after making this change after four, six weeks since we've been, yes, formally from January, but we kind of like end of November, December, it was sort of like in place. I have really enjoyed stepping back mm. and seeing you guys rise to the challenges and the occasion of your new roles and responsibilities. And it's also significantly helped me 
see the business in a completely different light because I'm not in the day-to-day firefighting, which means some stuff just becomes glaringly obvious to where, of where we should go and where I can help. Yeah. And I'd say best of all, because I'm not in the way and I'm not the bottleneck, you three, sort of the, the SLTs in the team now, the senior leadership team, is we sort of like have our meetings now. It's like, you guys are fantastic execution layers. Like you guys deliver. And I think where we're at the moment is strategically, I can support on the execution layer of the business, you guys deliver. And I'm excited to see that happen. One for, yes, Sarah's my wife. She knows the business inside out, but she has truly risen to the occasion. So I'd say that's the format from a chairman perspective, which is I'm helping on the odd tactic. Like today we had half an hour together on just tactics, which was like me, you, Danny but mainly strategically. And then we have our monthly management meetings, which by the way, we had our foot. it would be great to try and yeah, well, talk I was, about that. I, I was going to say, I didn't, I didn't want to sort of interrupt you, but yeah, they, the, where you are now, so let me, let me ask you a question first of all. It's like, yep. what's, what's the one, let's try and get some value early on before this thing falls off the rails. Um, what's the one piece of advice you could potentially try and give people that you've learned from, because you've basically had to like, completely step away from the business in essence in order to allow the changes to take place and you've seen the huge impact that that's had on the business knowing that and knowing that like for you you had to literally leave the company basically (laughs) in order to have that impact like what's the tip or piece of advice you could give to someone to like stay in the business that they're trying to run and build um, but still have that impact and allow um, like a management team underneath you to take the charge it's such it's a, a big qu- question. It's I know, such I know. a good question and such a hard one to answer because it's. I'm at risk here of just like vomiting on the mics just what would be deemed as obvious, which is like we just trust people and like give people more responsibility earlier if it's like that. Yeah, well, everyone everyone knows everyone that knows and we've that. covered that, but, but I mean, you, but it's hard. And what, I'd say, it, I mean, let's just use you then. What would it have taken, or how? What would have prized your hands off of? this baby that is or what has been your business for so long what would it have taken it if not (laughs) another huge opportunity and and in order in having to jump ship as well mate i'm smiling because it's probably (laughs) out of the 450 episodes we've recorded it's probably the question that i can't nail like or at least have an instant steer let me just share with you where, where i think i'm going with the answer it's how do I phrase this? Take your time. I think I need. I think I would have needed one of two things. Okay. I would have would have needed to see the company scaling quicker than I could cope with, and there's enough cash in the business to just go. This thing is a rocket, and right now I need to just bring people in or it's going to fall apart in a positive sense, which is the business has enough cash flow that I draft people in to mm-hmm. support the, the functions that I need. Our company never scaled that way. We just compounded a little bit every single year and we grew. And what that resulted in is everybody growing together without this immediate, poof, oh, wow, we're dealing with seven figures straight off the bat and we need a commercial director instantly. We never got there that we just grew every year, which to be honest, thinking about it, has allowed everyone to grow every year with the business. So I'd say it either needed to just be, hey, if we don't bring in some like experienced senior leadership right now, 
this thing is just going to fall apart when we let everyone know. That. Or I think it would have needed to be close to close to falling apart on the negative sense, which is, oh, actually, I, I'm in firefighting mode inside the business. I'm not bringing in any any new revenue and business is failing. I think it would have needed to get to that point where I just go, I'm back against the wall. Guys, I need to just spend 30 days a month just winning a new business, mm-hmm. fill the funnel. I need you guys to just now just do the work. Yeah. Or, or you got chronically ill for a month and couldn't do a thing yeah. and the business had to run without you. Exactly. Well, in, Your hand needed to be forced one way or another one in order way or for another. you to let go yeah, and let and, it happen. And that's, that's definitely... So fascinating that is, like how... It, ha- it just, would have had to have been one of the extremes to get me to where I am today. And I guess... Yeah, this, mate, I, I'm sort of like thinking of this more of like a coaching slash therapy session right now. I know you've got your question ready, but... It's a really. I mean, int- we can we can come back to this. I just yeah. I, I just wanted to like it. Just I didn't want to just leave it and ignore it. So I thought, no, that's, that's I, nice I, question. you've you've kind of really got me thinking. And I think if someone is because it's a big deal, right? Like, and like I'm sure everyone can understand. Um, oh, sorry, I'm hearing some static. So hopefully it's not coming on the mics. But you know, like it, when you've been so close to it and it's been your baby but every founder's like that but there are so many companies that fail but there are also so many companies where the founder does build that management team and execution layer to support them and help them hit their like vision and mission and i think the one thing every founder knows what their superpower is like they they might be for me i am i have an ability to have an idea and get it going and motivate people to get something moving. And I'm, I would say I'm the person that if you are trying to get something off the starting blocks, I can get people together and make that happen. Then it hits a certain scale where I'm the person where it's like, I actually, now I know. I need to bring people in to manage that and then work out what's the next iteration of that thing. What's the next piece of that vision? How do I work on mm. like the, the vision piece of the business, the strategy? Every founder will know what they're great at. And I'd say there's a there's a level of self-awareness. I'm also good at sales. Sales and marketing, that's just like my back. And every founder will know what they're great at. And I didn't let it bother me enough when I wasn't doing what I'm great at. I would spend 90% of my weeks doing stuff that I was not great at. And I think that should be the biggest signal for someone listening. If you are where you add the most value in your business, if you're not doing that 80% of the time, then you need to do what I didn't do, which was get your ego out the way. Mm. Other well, people... Why were, you, why were you doing those things? Because you just felt like you... Well, I, go, I, I used to go from one extreme to the other, which is no one else can do it like me mm-hmm. up here. No one else will do it the way you want. It's exactly. done, even. which doesn't necessarily mean it's the best way. Yep. No one else can do it the way I want it done. Or it's too long to explain to someone, I'll just do it myself, which is up here. Yeah. <laughs> or the other end of it, which definitely is in my nature, which is, oh, this is going to take me two hours and I could give it to someone else, but it's a really shit job. I'll just do it myself. <laughs> and like, I'd go from one extreme That's to too other. polite, that is. <laughs> go from one extreme <laughs> to the other. But I was like, very aware that I wasn't always playing to my strengths. Um, but 
I didn't make any changes. So looking back, if I could go and have a conversation with myself probably four years ago, three and a half, four years ago, pre-COVID, a couple of years ago, when we just really started to get into our stride as a business and we were always too early, but we got product market fit to a point with certain things that we were doing. It was like, at that point, I should have just become vision, sales, marketing, becoming the biggest cheerleader for the business and paving the way forward. Do you know what, what's really interesting is like, no matter what this like desire to still have to do everything is, like fundamental, fundamentally what it is, is it just in simple terms, it's just a bottleneck. It's 100%. just it's just a huge bottleneck. Like, you know, yeah, you might need to figure out what your strengths and weaknesses are, whatever, but like the, if, if, even if you can't wrap your head around that, if you just look at it in the sense that you are slowing everything else down just in that sense, that should at least be like, you know, if you, if your hands have to touch every little bit of it, you're just going to slow the process down. So even those shit tasks, yep. it's just you, you, your logic, the reason it's triggered me is because it's like your, your logic is like, oh, it's just easier if I do it because it's quicker. That goes against the concept of the bottlenecks is not actually quicker, even though you're doing it because you think 100%. it is, it's actually not, it's the inverse. 100%. And you said something actually, which I thought actually there's a, there's a little tool there for someone. If you're in the position right now where you, you're sort of like in a, like a micro small business, sort of like five, 10, 12, 15 employees, and you're feeling like this, go and take four weeks off. I wish I had. I wish I'd just said, fuck it, I've been doing this for seven years. This was a couple of years back pre-COVID. I'm just going to take four weeks off and switch my phone off and think about vision. What does the next five years of this business look like? And then tell everyone, give them notice and then say, I'm unavailable. And if this business cannot function for four weeks without me completely off the grid, then everything that falls apart when I'm back, because no one's only on four week cash flow, everyone will work out the answers Yes, they might not do it the way you want to, and you'll come back in and be like, well, what fell apart? And it will signal to you the parts of the business that need changing. I would say that for me would have been a huge unlock. If I'd done that, and it would have elevated people in the business to go, well, shit, what do we do here? Oh, Adam's not here. We'll work it out. Because you know, what if, if we did that as well, what would have come up is the realization that we'd wait, the, there'd be no decisions being made. Yeah. So there'd be no new decisions being made, should I say. People, will, everything will operate as normal. But what you would have learned from that is that like, no one's making a decision without me. So even that is like, oh no, maybe I need to empower more people to at least take charge of certain aspects. Yeah, 100%. The, the, whole, the whole thing has been super interesting. Um, and there's, I guess, here's what I'll do. I'll put a pin in it, but let me think about it. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, I've waffled for like five minutes just with like, I guess just general thoughts around it but it's definitely a topic I would love to explore more mm. and just share some views on because like you say, I've been so close to it. And in terms of like why I left, I didn't, it, it wasn't because I was like, oh, I want to go and join the Growth Foundation. I called Rich up because I was like, I think I need to start a new chapter. That's kind of where I'd got to. I was like, I've been doing this for 10 years. Like it was never a, and to be honest, being really candid, like I thought I was going to take a few months off and start something else. It's kind of what I oh, thought really? would happen. I thought I'd take a few months off, work out where my neck sort of like itches, take a few months off and then start scratching it. <laughs> That's what I thought I would do. Um, and it's funny how things turn out, but yeah, there's so many things now. And it's not even like what I've learned in the last year. There's so many things, if I, if I took the time, which I want to do for the podcast, 
and sort of think about those little milestones and moments which knowing what I know now, I would have done things slightly differently. I think there's some big learnings in there for people that are on a similar journey. Whether you are a solo founder and just making your first hire, I think there's probably some things that I've even shared on the podcast, which I thought were true at the time, that looking back, I might go, yeah, I'd probably do it a little bit differently now. Because I've, I've, I guess I've just seen the unlock that happens when you empower people to make decisions and let them execute because they do it better than you mm-hmm. because you don't have all the superpowers. You've just got one. Put me in a room with someone. I'll sell them something. Okay. <laughs> 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 like that's, that's, that's who I am. Like I will, yeah. I will work out the thing. Uh, and beyond that, I believe I, I'm good at motivating people and bits like that, but there's so many functions that I am not great at. And seeing you guys, even, I know people think, oh, you're early on this journey. It's been end of Q4 last year into this year. We've had more, true story, we've had more, don't get me wrong, the deal sizes, uh, don't consider the deal size here, but we've had more deals closed this week in one week than we've ever had in expert trades. Really? Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Two of them were off the back of the management meeting with an idea that we came up with, and then they just got executed on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, huh. Okay, and that's because everyone is looking at the business with the lens that they are best in class at. Not, got an idea, guys, let's do this, and everyone drafts in behind. So no, 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 actually, we'll hold each other accountable, sense check it, and it's, there's not just giving someone the title and 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 the comp and that change. That is, that doesn't change anything. It's truly how you empower them, how you make them feel about the new role, the flexibility and the permissions that you give them to try and fail, everything, all the value is in that gray area, which I don't tend to play in. I can feel like black. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't like the gray, but I'm learning to play in the gray. And what's happening is everyone is truly, yeah, rising to the opportunity. And I couldn't be more proud. So on that note, um, Position-wise, at Expert Trades, I am now Chief Creative Officer. Um, everyone else is, I work with a bunch of chiefs now. Danny, Chief Marketing. Sara, Chief Operations. Um, and we are a great team, I think, like, because well, we, we have been working as a team for, for so long. Um, but yeah, like like say, the management meeting that we had, or senior leadership meeting that we had, is it, exactly that, right? You, you come in, you being there as an objective pair of eyes now, um, and then there's all bouncing ideas off of each other. It's just a great example. Like, I was so energized being there because we were just like, pow, pow, yeah, like yeah. finger bangs in the air, just like buzzing <laughs> on. And it, just because we were just, we were just, it felt so, to use the term, synergistic that we were all, you know, like we were coming up with ideas, but then also hashing them out and asking why and like figuring things out. So yeah, it was just, I think we all do, well, we clearly all do work um, well together as teams. And, and it's really interesting as well because, again, going back to sort of you, you um, sort of being the bottleneck, you were always on calls that we've done with clients and things like that as well. And, of course, wind Adam up and watch him go sort of thing, which is great. We're not like that between the three of us. We're all we – are, we are much more team-focused or team-led rather than individual-led. Yep. Um, but I think the output is the same, hopefully, if not better. Well, but Let's th- explore that for a sec, I think it's important yeah. because there's, there's more than one way to create value and close a deal. And the belief in my head was, 
I need to be the one closing deals. Mm-hmm. But what we shared on the podcast previously is sometimes I would close deals because I knew what the client wanted. Yeah, It might not marry up with where we actually create the most value. And that's a really fancy way of saying, I'd often, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd often like, like potentially make up a service yeah. to match the client's needs and then come back and go, guys, we need to learn this. Okay. <laughs> that hasn't been the last few years, but early doors specifically, yeah. whew, that was common. But we found our feet. We, we paved our path. Okay. But I guess to share what I'm seeing is like before it'd be like, it'd be, it'd be like that pitch, close, come into the business. Whew, we got to work this out. Mm-hmm. And there's a very different style and energy to how you guys close deals. Do you want to just talk through how you think about client calls and deal making now? Um, yeah, so we've we've kind of got a bit more of a structure of what we offer. I feel in like the your question is going to have to wait till the next. I know, episode, potentially, yeah. yeah. Um, we've got a bit more of a structure. I know it's really going to bug <laughs> me as well. That is, uh, you know, we've we're a lot clearer on the services we provide. I mean, we get clearer every year. We always have done, but this time, especially now. Obviously, it's so it seems so clear and focused. Um, but what I find interestingly when we get on calls with clients, because we have this like this uh, trio, this triangle, this trifecta of different aspects of the business. I can at least only speaking for myself, but like for example, we were on a call with a client recently, sort of pitching them um, a package that we offer, and like I felt like we me, Danny, and Sarah all get like energized about certain bits. So like Sarah will lead the call intro in and sort of like lay up what we're, what we're discussing. And then it just bounces between the three of us and the client, like mm. asking questions, talking about things, coming up with ideas. And I just, I, I even came off the back of the call energized just because of the way that we interacted with each other. And it's like, it was a really interesting sort of observation that I felt because you weren't and this is obviously no knock on you but because you because you weren't there we all had to find a voice and we all and it it felt almost um i don't know not liberating is probably the wrong word but it was energizing it's just the easiest word it was it was very energizing because i was like at my standing desk in my home office i was like i'm feeling like i'm I'm, let's go baby (laughs) so it just it like for me it genuinely felt great because we because we were all because we were just vibing, yeah. You know, and then there's also a client on the call as well that we're pitching. <laughs> but know, that was that was pretty cool. I witnessed that in our first SLT meeting on Saturday, which is, it was the best way you can explain it in my in my world is, it's like watching people dance, where you just know where the other person's gonna be and what they're gonna do. There was just like a a rhythm that you find yourself in, which is when a topic came up it kind of moved through the people in quite a, well, there's this thing, there's this consideration, but what about that? Mm. And it was like batting the ball to each other until you were like, yeah, score. That's what it is. Or knock it out of the park. We don't want that. And it was really cool for me to watch. By the way, one of my challenges ongoing is not just saying, no, 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 just do this. Yeah. <laughs> Which is generally hard sometimes, especially like in person when we're all together. Yeah, because like, oh, no, this, is, this is the idea. Because I also think as well, I guess the reason why that um, c- could be, uh, because of your role in the company, if you, st- even now, if you have an idea to just say, let's do this rather yeah. than have you thought about this, 
is it i guess like even subconscious it's like a subconscious default of like yeah, oh well adam said let's do it so we're gonna have to do, like yeah there's like, like a, a di- like there's like a directive yeah. thing and because it's been that way for so long but here's what i promise you will happen is because what there is is like this transition period at the moment which is actually the company has grown slash stayed alive during covid and it's like okay there'll be something that adam might know that we're not aware of so let's just take his guidance on this because mm-hmm. we don't want to tank the business okay <laughs> but, <laughs> but what will happen is over the next six months you guys will have a deeper understanding and knowledge of what's going on and where you create value and how you work best mm-hmm. to the point that I might come in and still, I might slip up and go, guys, you should do this. And I, what will happen is really appreciate the feedback. Very similar to how I used to think about board meetings. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I will never be one of the, I will never be in that position or I'm one of those people that is like, Adam, just stay out the room. I always, I'm always sorry. I'm close enough to it or no, but, but I don't, I'll never be that person who only knows the business for two hours a month and gives opinion because I used to push back hard against that but you will get to the point where it's like appreciate it but we have considered it or actually have to consider it there's this this and this why that isn't the best solution but Mm -hmm. it's given us this idea to do a b and c like that will happen i can see that already because you guys are are already building structures that we've never had before and they're deeming or proving to be successful (laughs) which is cool um, so shall we shall we dive into? Let's get you this question done. Let's get this question let's done. Go and have I, need, I need this. I need this. Um, Hopefully, I can add some value it, here. <laughs> this is a real question. Um, you know, and it's not like a. I have a full-on shameless plug at the end of this. By the way, so I so for anyone listening, I wrote this down because, like I say, I I had a scenario recently. You know what? I'm just going to read it because I think I included all this in the uh, in the question. So this is this is from uh, a listener slash host. Harrison. <laughs> um, so when working with a client that also works with other agencies, influencers or similar, um, where's the line, if there even is one, when it comes to ideas, concepts and upcoming campaigns uh, and the collaboration between them? The question came off the back of a successful client call where I pitched a bunch of ideas um, and we're moving forward on, well, it turns out moving forward on all of them, weirdly <laughs> enough, um, in one way or another. Um, but on the call, there were similar ideas that were, from the sounds of things, similar things had come up from other people, which is fine. Nice to know we're on the same page. Um, and because we're all working with the same client, there's clearly like synergy that can, um, or collaboration that can happen there. But, you know, each agency for for general terms is technically an individual entity working with that client uh technically each agency has their own kpis that are being measured on and might have agreed to contractually uh, which might impact renewals Mm -hmm. um unclear whether each agency would even want to work with each other um you know, and there's a bunch of other things I could potentially think of, but they're probably starting to get more emotional rather than sort of factual there. So it's, yeah, it's just like a weird one in the sense that, you know, there there is no issue, like I was saying to you before, just off the mics. There's no issue, but when you're working with a client that is also working with another company that's offer, that offers similar services, mm-hmm. where's the, if there is one boundary where's the line where do where do you keep your cards close to your chest where do you just go with the flow and work to get like where how how do you tackle that scenario 
Okay. It's it's quite a yeah yeah. It was just a weird scenario that I found myself in because like well, like I said, there was no issues. It's all great. Hey, we'll all work together because we'll, we're all trying to succeed for the client. But there is the element of, but if it, by the end of the year we can't look back and point directly at what we did. Everything's like a maybe that maybe that's even a good thing, right? That oh wow, these these guys work great together. Renew it both. Maybe that's a positive. But. The fear is it's like, but if they can't draw a direct line from what we've done to the results, they may, if they needed to cut costs, for example, might drop the one that they can't see the measurable impact of. Firstly, let me just say you've just like summarized some really kind of like nitty gritty, important, hard to deal with stuff Mm. in a really eloquent way. Can I just play back the last bit, which I think is the goal of what you're asking, which is, because what, what, as you were talking, I was like, okay, what's the punchline here? What is the question that you're actually trying to answer to yourself? But I think you did it at the end, which was in a year's time, when the client reviews the account and they are, as every client will always be, considering budget allocation, mm-hmm. if they can't point to the value that we've created they will drop us, even if we've created the value. And I guess your question is, is how do we tackle that situation in a way that still creates alignment month on month with client and partnering agencies? Yeah, because there is no issue working with other agencies. That's not the issue. The, the, you, you, that is, by the way, a really great ability that you have to like hear something and like, distill it down to what the actual like question is or what someone's trying to figure out um but yeah that is kind of fundamentally it's the renewal that is the key point in all of this what's your views on it i mean i guess if that's what it if we consider in 12 months time how do we make sure that we get the renewal then I guess nothing really matters so long as we can look back on mm-hmm. what we've done and, and measure it in some way. So I guess by that general approach, it doesn't really matter. But I just know that moving forward, it's going to potentially impact something that we do and how we do it and when, mm-hmm. which means there might be impact in output. For example, it might delay something by a month. So that means there's a, a dry spell of things publishing on social media mm-hmm. um so yeah i don't, I don't know i seems like there is no problem so long as we can measure it but that so and then that's when it's like well okay well if that's the case then maybe we're just worrying about nothing if we just make sure we keep our finger on the pulse and make sure that we're keeping this in the back of our mind to always consider renewals throughout the year rather than 90 days out from the renewal thinking shit how do we get all this data yeah <laughs> Otherwise, I've got to pass a lot of TikToks. <laughs> I think you've you sort of... That playing back to the client and showing value for ideas is hard, okay? Because I think we even had it in the office one point, like ideas are worthless. It's all about the execution sort mm. of thing. But I also think there's definitely some value in sort of the ongoing reminders. And with all our clients, we do these monthly reports now. Is there something in when we're doing these reports, which is like, hey, like highlights of the month. And one of the highlights is, yeah, great. We we ideated these things and they ended up getting done by your partner, X company. 
mm. as a way to <clears throat> collaborate in a positive light, but also just remind people the value that we're creating. It sounds like that's the, the concern for you here, which is we get 12 months down the line, we've done great work, but we can't point at it. So I guess my point is make something that we can point at. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the it's the fear that it, it's kind of a weird one. It's just like a it's it's hard to really sort of explain what the the emotion is that I'm. It's more just like a this feels like it could end up being. I don't. And it's not even like necessarily a feeling right now, but it's like a mm, this feels like maybe it could end up turning shit yep. at some point. But it might not. But it might because it feels like there's a lot of you know there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen sort of thing. And you know what's coming up for me at the moment is you remind me of like. Alex, Alex, our Alex, our Alex. Yeah, and it's like he spoke to me about these internal ducks. He's in a very corporate job, mm-hmm. and the way I'm hearing it is like it's like when when you're in a company and in a team, and you come up with ideas, but you're at a meeting, but your mate gets your or your person you work with gets the opportunity to speak first, and they go, "Hey, yeah. have we thought about this," mm-hmm. and you're sat there going, "Fuck face, that was yeah. my idea. <laughs> I told you that at the pub." <laughs> but, but you also don't want to whine about it and look yeah. like that guy is that. Is that an yeah. analogy of like? Yeah, how that, you're that's probably about close it? as well. Because I mean, like in in this specific example as well, like um, I think I think I said it in the question is like there was a few ideas that we suggest. Like I did a whole, I did a, a brief little sort of pitch deck of like different ideas that we could potentially yeah. run with for the year. Um, the idea was to settle on one, and we and in a, in a good way, I guess, even some that we were thinking of of, of vetoing for for different reasons. Um, they were like, love it. Someone else, one of the other agencies pitched something very similar. Um, so really like it. Um, so it's like, cool. Okay, well, we can, you know, and then they, they want us to like collaborate somehow. Again, don't really know what they're asking there. So we still need to like figure that one out. Can I, zoom, can I jump in there? Mm-hmm. I think there's an opportunity there to table that with the client as well, which is like, hey, normally we're like, so Odolo, like lone wolves, okay? <laughs> and we normally meet with the client, execute, but we completely empathize as well as enjoy the idea of working collaboratively. But one of our concerns, because this is new territory for us, is in 6, 12, 18 months' time when we're coming up for renewals, it's like just making sure that we're all aligned of like how value is being created. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Client, Mrs. Client, just wanted to share that with you and I guess just keep an open conversation about where we think we're creating value and make sure that you see it the same. And that, that kind of comes down from an account management perspective and what Sara's fantastic at, which is just touching base with the client. And there might just be transparency that wins here, which is having those sort of candid conversations. But I would say one thing is, because obviously I know the, I know the context around mm-hmm. this, this specific uh, situation, um, and I guess even in a broader context, like what we do and when we execute, and we've, we, you saw it in the Slack. I was like, hey, this is what happens week yeah. one, like a week before dealing with us, two weeks before dealing with us. And in our first week, here's the results that we drive. And I was just taking screenshots and put them into the channel because I was like, guys, you're on fire, like amazing. It just takes little things of just reminding the client that. It's one thing that we are really bad at in our company, your company is we don't celebrate the wins. Mm. And it's previous board member, super value add. That thing that stuck with me is, why are you the best kept secret in the industry? And that's something that we're poor at. 
celebrating the wins we're trying to move on and historically we've done it because we moved on to try and find something new and do something different Mm -hmm. whereas now it's just we're really good at doing the same thing but we still don't play it back and celebrate that internally or with the clients and and the 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 funny thing is is we've actually weirdly whilst we've been aware of that concept it's almost been like (laughs) we're the best kept secret i know yeah yeah. but like recently a brand uh started working with another agency and is now um we we somehow we've ended up with an opportunity that we're pitching this brand next week that's next week's podcast by the way because that's on it, thursday isn't it but like uh, is that thursday yes that's thursday. yes we're going to talk but about like that that, w- that was the first time it was like an a- i'm going to bang on the table what i'm saying is but like that was the first time it was like an actual like visceral emotional response of like why is this other agency why have they gone to them and now they're coming to us because why didn't they come to us in the first place because someone there knows us how did the message not get to them in the first place that they should have just come here? We're not top mind. We don't talk about it. Yeah. Let me just highlight. Now, uh, but, uh, but, but that was just like an actual like what the fuck moment. Like why 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 not? I the, think I know f- why. But why is that the first time you're feeling that? Because I've seen. I guess that. there's no like ownership before. It was just uh, we, it was less. You know, like of course we all we've always worked hard in the company. You know, we only want to succeed. Blah 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 and all that bullshit. <laughs> but like now, it, like it it, it 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 we're one step. Well, we 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 are the company. We yeah. run the company it is our business now whereas before it was like it was the company i worked for now yep. now it's the business yep. that we all own basically um so yeah and that's what i mean that's why it was interesting that it was the first time it was an actual visceral. emotional visceral feeling i love that rather than like a oh that's a shame yeah yeah why are we the best kept secret <laughs> change the brand page get on linkedin get something out let's go <laughs> but i think that itself is the biggest signal that you can get that one, the transition has been successful and two, we've made the right moves. Like mm-hmm. it, it's worked and it's good for everybody. Like I think, like, including clients. Because I think you guys, and I know we keep talking about you, Sarah and Danny, and you've, and in case any of the team listen, we love you too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we really do. Yeah, yeah. We really do. You, and and you, Danny's you. made his first hire. Like his first hire. We need to get Danny, like yep. maybe rope him on. For this coming back to like the topic that you raised i i think to try and give some clarity around it i think my suggestions are potentially a candid conversation that might be not necessary you can be the judge but i think one thing that is required is making a conscious effort to point to the value that we create mm-hmm. even if it's in ideas so january highlights of the month oh, we got on a call and we pitched these ideas and you love them all. And then maybe like, here's the three ideas we pitched and here's where they ended up. Oh, this kind of, he said the name. This, <laughs> this company is doing this idea and we're doing this one. But we have something that is pointing at the value that we created. Yeah. Because the worst, the most heartbreaking thing would be that you guys do a great work, great year's worth of work and it doesn't renew because you'll have all the doubt. If you don't put it, put it on the table and point at it, and just become like nice and be like, oh, they know it's from Mars and blah 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 blah. Like, yeah. well, it's also like you need you need some sort of metrics and bullet points to put on a slide to say why you should re- renew 100%. with us, right? And if you can go, remember that great stuff we did with everyone. There's like, there's no impact there. It doesn't it doesn't sound great. Like, yes, yep. great. You're just highlighting stuff that several different people have worked on. So it's like, well, what was the key part in that yep. that you played? Or actually, here's a here's a learning. When you present stuff in the future. We kind of go like, guys, here's our ideas. 
here's if you've got any other companies, agencies, partners, like these are the ones up for grabs. If if you like this, this is the one that we want to deliver. This is ours. And owning it. Yeah. Outright, hey, we, if in the past we've come up with ideas, we don't really mind. But hey, this one in the red box, if you like it, we're doing it. Because we are like, we love this yeah. idea and we can execute on it better than anybody else. Yeah, and I think that's where that's where the fear comes from. It's like, well, because we, the whole point of the pitch deck that I did was like, here's some ideas that we threw against the wall, but here's the one we're settling on because we think it's just going to crush it. And now we're going to get on a call and share it all with the other parties and then collaborate. And they're like, yeah, yeah but we didn't, that's not, that wasn't the, this wasn't the conversation. Yeah, that wasn't the original brief. But now this is, this is helpful. This is like a, like, this, actual, is, this, this, is, is this is helpful. Yeah. So it's like, cool. When you get on the next call, it's like, cool. Really like great to chat, blah, blah, blah. Here's a couple of the ideas. Like you guys can probably either take or run with them. Cool. We're not, our hearts aren't set on these. This one down here. That's ours. Mm -hmm. This is the one that we're doing. Okay. Yeah. It just needs to double down on that one, really. 100%. And just make it clear that, like, yeah, no, no problem with this idea. Like, we, because genuinely, there's. Sounds like, like all three. This one down here is ours. Because there was genuinely reasons why we're not doing the others for, like, just logistic reasons or whatever it may have been. Um, but then it just, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm just thinking out loud now. But yeah, no, it's it's, perfect. Uh, it is good to, that is an important thing I'll, I'll get on the next call just to reiterate that. Yeah, this is ours that we're going with. Yeah, yeah. And if it's like, oh yeah, we really like it, like great. Yeah, you're not doing it. <laughs> I would be that candid though, because I also know how people perceive us as a company because they know we we deliver, but we're also very fair and we're fun and it's like that. I, will, I never have a concern now, which is like the other agency saying, that's a really good idea. We should collaborate on it. Be like, whoa, 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 whoa. How about this? You can take the other two. We're taking this one. Next yeah. time we got on a call, Mr. Agency, you bring three ideas and we'll pick one that we like. Like have a yeah. ha, have some positive friction, as we like to say. Have that, yeah. Because we, you have to protect it. Okay. Yeah, and and, and interestingly, we'll, we'll sort of wrap it up. But one more thing as well, just to throw in, is also the client is is a great client. Like they're they're super energetic. They love pretty much everything. They they love everything we do, and they love everything that everyone does. So long as it's getting the brand out there and doing a good job, yeah, they're super happy. So they're a really like. They're a really great client in that respect, but at the same time, weirdly, it kind of create creates these weirder dynamics because it's like, well, yeah, how like like how good like even on a basic level, how good was the idea really? Was it good or are they just do they just yeah, say yeah. yes to anything? You no, know, and then like, but where my head goes to with this specific client is, they like the ideas, great. I would push on them the need to measure, which is like guys. Because if we left them to their own devices, they wouldn't measure it. But if they don't measure it, we don't measure ourselves. We don't know if we're doing a good job. Mm. And we want to do good work. Yeah. We want to make case studies out of it, which, by the way, we probably should be doing a long time ago. But the thing that my head goes to commercially is they're a good client, but we are still probably only getting 5% of the budget. Yeah. How do we that expand that? <laughs> <laughs> On that note. For different reasons, but yeah. Uh, Cool. That uh, that has genuinely been super helpful. It's been um, a fun show. This has. There's yeah. something different about doing it in person. By the yeah. way, I'm not saying we're gonna do it all the time, <laughs> but maybe like once a month. Or I'm not gonna put a time frame to it because Harry will be like, no, laptop down. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put me in a box. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but hey, at least we're back every week consistently for three weeks. It's a good start. Yeah. Every you know, journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. 
or three episodes. Let's go for a yeah. bit. Uh, yeah, but before before Adam clearly goes to get shit faced, uh, guys, if you've got a question, comment, concern, or if you want to if you want us to hash it out on the mics about something, you can email Harrison at experttrades.com. That's what Adam. Two T's in the middle. One S at the end. And by the way, we yeah, didn't get any... I know, mate. I was thinking about the beer. Yeah. I was actually like, oh, yeah. Well, nice little work. Got the coat on. That's what my head was at. He just pointed at me. Like, Two teams, but one S at the end. By the way, guys, we didn't get any email in the last seven days, which is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Okay? So there are genuinely thousands of listeners for, to this podcast. Don't know how, but there is. Stop what you're doing right now if you got to this far on the show. And pull, pull over safely. Pull over safely. Past even caring about that right now. <laughs> Hazards on, roll to a stop. Yeah, just say, hey Siri, send an email to Harrison at experttrades.com. That's got two T's in the middle, one S at the end. Oh God, what yeah. have I done? No. <laughs> Guys, if you're listening, get in touch. This is why we love the show. If you don't engage, we'll probably stop. <laughs> and that's a threat. <laughs> See you next time, guys.